Hello and welcome back and thank you very much for listening again and joining me again. No real episode this week. That will be next week. So the, the true next episode is next week. But a few questions and a few things that have come up in the last couple of weeks that I just you might be interested to hear. If not, you don't have to listen. No one's forcing you. So quick reflection so far. What have we done? Started on the 19th of April and I ended the last one on the 20th of May. So we've been on the road for a month and the diary goes until the 27th of June. So a little over half left, but uh, I think we pack in quite a lot into that next month and a bit though. A few more reflections where we'd done Argentina and Chile and the favourite thing I'd done so far. That's something that's come up. It's really difficult because we've done quite a lot of varied things really. I mean, that day in Pucon with the hot springs, that was amazing. That was great. The football match at the Bombonera, the boxing, the Boca Juniors, and just that crazy, crazy crowd action back at the beginning of episode one. That was something I'll always remember. I, I, I can remember being that stand so well. What else? Just the general feel of being in Ushuaia. That was a pretty am- amazing place, um, especially when we were you know, up and down the Beagle Channel in that in that boat ride and then into the National Park in canoes, seeing all that wildlife up close and just this really wild wilderness. Yeah, that was that was a pretty special place. Okay, so something I have been asked in the last couple of weeks is the inspiration behind this. Why this particular moment in time? Well, coronavirus, everyone's bored of that now, apparently, um, even though it's still around a lot. Yeah, I'm not working. As I've said before, and I think the intro to episode one, my entire industry is basically shut down, which left me with a lot of extra time. And thinking of a few projects to do, this was this was sort of one that, that crossed my mind. And that's been a big part for me of, of sort of how to get through this time. And yeah, so that's kind of one reason. And the other reason is a bit more long-winded, bear with me. My grandfather when he was, I think, probably a similar age to what I was in the diary, so late teens, early 20s. It might have been during his time at university or just after, so not a dissimilar age. He kept diaries of his travels through Europe, and this was in the years leading up to the Second War, uh, Second World War. And so he and his friend he went travelling with were seeing the rise. They they travelled through Italy and Germany, so they were seeing the rise of European fascism, which is, you know, it's pretty scary in a way. And he also kept a diary through throughout World War Two. Um, I've not read that one, but I've read the one that came before. And that sort of inspired me. That was something I thought when I read it, this is, this is something that people might be interested to hear. Um, it's an amazing historical record of a time and it's firsthand. It's, and they're not really focused on, you know, the political um, movements that are happening at the time. They're, they're more just traveling through the country. Of course, they mention it. It would be remiss of, the, of him not to have done, but that's not the main focus. And I, I've always thought since I read that, this would make a fascinating podcast. You know, lacking actual access to that diary that's not something I could make during this time why else that those are kind of the two main reasons I have to say it's something to focus on and do during this time to learn a new skill to fill you know fill the days with something productive and constructive not that I think people have to do that by the way I don't have any time for the this whole toxic positivity thing is that what people are calling it 
oh, if you don't come out of this with a new skill or having learnt a new language, nah, don't have time for that. Um, you People have got to take this their own way. Some people have kids. Some people are working from home. Some people are doing both. You know, where everyone has to focus on their own way of getting through this time. And for me, this was one way of 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 coping during this time of having something to focus on. And also, lastly, I guess it's kind of just a chance to relive this and look back at those experiences. As I have mentioned before, briefly, much of this is so, so far removed from who I am now. And whilst, of course, you know, there's similarities, um, I was quite different. I was a different person. I drank, for one. I smoked. I was more outgoing, I think, even though I've questioned that. There there are definitely times where I recognise me, but then times where I think, hmm, I don't think I could do that now. Quite a lot of it. Um, and actually, that ties into something else that's come up. Would I go again? And are there any places I'd want to go back to? I would... I'm not a great traveller these days, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I'd want to do it in the way I did before. Hostels, backpacking, eh, not really my scene anymore. Um, so I'd want to do it with a bit more budget. I'd love to go back to Buenos Aires. I know that's, you know, in the title, so maybe I'm biased. And it's the place that I always think of almost first when I think about this this time travelling. But what an amazing city. Didn't spend a massively long time there in the grand scheme of things, but I loved it and I'd love to go back now. Um, Ushuaia is another one, I think, I'd quite like to go back to, but again, would want to stay in possibly, you know, slightly more comfortable surroundings. There's some places I'd really love to go back to. Uh, they haven't come up yet, like Machu Picchu in Peru that we visit in. It won't be the next one, but it'll be the one after that, I think. Oh, I'd love to go back. What an amazing place, but... I'm quite wary of all that. A lot of time we spent in Peru and Bolivia, you're up at extremely high altitude. And I'd worry now, frankly. Back then I was younger and probably healthier and a bit fitter. I wasn't that fit then really, but I'm massively unfit now. And I'd worry how I'd cope with being at that altitude. So I I think that sort of, I don't know, it would make it a difficult thing for me to, to want to go back there. Uh, and as I said, I'm not so intrepid now. So just that that whole, I don't know, it's going to like going to a city is one thing, but going to these places that are a bit more far flung, I'd have to think a lot about that. Next, the the title of the podcast, the title, yes, um, that it's really difficult to come up with a title for anything, I imagine. Um, but my experience was, was doing it of a podcast. This was one of the first things that came to mind, and I just stuck with it. And for those who aren't really aware, it is a play on words of The Hobbit. I just drew my inspiration from that. You know, you, you can't get much more of an adventure than The Hobbit and, you know, phenomenal writer like Tolkien. Not that I'm comparing myself to Tolkien or the journey we went on to that undertaken by Mr. Baggins, but, you know, similarities, isn't it? Probably why me and Bill won't get on so well, similar. Two more things and that's it. Um, The camera I used and the pictures I took, well, what I used was one of the most basic point and shoot cameras you could probably find on the market back then. Um, And this was 2004, so I dread to think how many megapixels it had. It might not have even gone into the megapixels. Don't know. Um, I had a better camera, but I didn't take it for some reason because I was worried it might get stolen, which was stupid. Anyway, it was a point and shoot. It only had films, so I had to carry around all these little films with me and then get them developed when I got home. 
And I think at the same time as getting them physically developed, I got them put onto a CD, which I then loaded onto my computer at the time. And they've been transferred from computer to computer across the years. So yeah, rubbish camera, physical pictures that were also put onto a CD and they've just been transferred across. And if, you, if you've been following the Instagram, they have the, the pictures that have gone on there have definitely been edited a little bit because the, the pictures from that camera were not amazing quality, really. So the, the odd bit of touching up has happened, but it's amazing what actually you can draw out of a picture that's not such good quality um, and make it presentable for, for something like Instagram anyway. Um, I'm rambling now about cameras, which is not a subject I know anything about. So we'll move on. The last question in this, am I still in touch with the guys I went traveling with? Rag, no, I'm not. Um, I think I saw him maybe once or twice. No, probably a few more times than that after this but no we're not in touch anymore you know what it's like you just lose touch with people and Bart yes I'm very much still in touch with Bart Bart is a uh, one of my oldest and closest friends actually so there you go Bart um we did we did a lot together when we were this sort of age um and then we throughout our time at university we we're actually in a band together so we spent a lot of time doing that and then when we finished uni we actually lived together for a year trying to do our band it didn't work out but you know what we had fun and we have remained friends since I was um an usher usher that's the right word usher at his wedding so yeah Bart is a very dear friend of mine and we actually <laughs> I was not asked this but would I go traveling with Bart again Ooh, I have that just a question that popped into my mind yeah I think so I think you know we rubbed along absolutely fine for this trip we got on really amazingly well for most of the time they, they you know like with anyone you put into close quarters with there there were the odd bickering and arguments and he obviously wanted to go off and do much more active things than me quite a lot of the time um and I imagine it would be the case now if we if we ever found ourselves in a position where we went traveling again together I'm sure that would be the same both a little busy now and now that we're both in our 30s mid 30s so there's been a bit of a late entrant in the, the Q&A stakes, which I'll maybe just tack on the end, don't know. Um, question, what was my favourite flavour of empanadas? And if you could live in any of the places you visited in South America, where would you choose and why? Uh, empanadas, for those who don't know, they're kind of like, I guess they're like a little pasty in a way. And they come in all different flavours. Favourite flavour... Oh gosh, I can't really remember. I think they did ham and cheese ones. That's quite boring, but they were they were pretty nice. Obviously, you know, the steak ones were good. Chicken and chorizo? Was that a flavour? Maybe just chorizo? I don't know. They were all pretty good. I remember enjoying them, mostly all of them, to be honest. But if I really, if you really forced me to choose one, I'm, I have to be really boring and say the ham and cheese one. Um, now I couldn't eat that because it's all cheese and pastry wouldn't wouldn't do me any good but back then they were great um and what was the the next part of the question if you could live in any of the places you visited where would you choose and why uh this question comes from my brother as well by the way tim shout out you're right what uh where would i live oh it's gonna be boring buenos aires i'm a city person i like living in the city uh, i live in london at the moment so if i had to choose somewhere in south america it would be there I like the, the buzz of the city and just what an amazing place, as I've said already in this um, Q&A. Once, once we're allowed to travel again, 
if you choose somewhere to go, go and give it a look. See how much it costs to get out there. If it's not too much, I would definitely highly recommend it. And it is a place that if if I had to choose, I would, you know, I'm sure it would be quite a nice place to live. It's a beautiful place, amazing culture, amazing food. Um, so yeah, that's my answer. Cheese and ham empanadas and Buenos Aires. So yeah, that is it. I think that's it for this Q&A. If anyone's interested to ask anything else or you want to see the photos that I'm posting on that Instagram, it's at Buenos Aires and back again. Drop me a message on there if you want to ask anything. Might do another Q&A at some point or just include it in an intro in a future episode. But this week it's just to sort of put something out there rather than nothing. And then I'll be back next week with a full episode when we sort of carry on through Chile um, and then get into Peru which was amazing fun, an amazing place. And we saw lots of incredible stuff there. There we went to Machu Picchu, we went to the rainforest, did some epic sort of days out, trekking, biking. Actually, no, we didn't go trekking, really. Biking was was the main one that I didn't really love that much. But um, yeah, so stick around for that. That'll be out next week. Um, Hope you found this relatively interesting. Don't know, if it wasn't that great, I won't do it again and I'll just include the odd question in an intro or outro to a future episode. But that is it for now. Um, Hope you have a nice week. Bye for now and hasta luego.